0: Hi, this is Janet Gallen welcoming you to Love Letters Live. Today's guest is Takia Smith, and I will just say that I had the good fortune of meeting her because I was talking to someone else, and she mentioned what Takia was doing, so I got on the phone and was lucky enough to get her here. So I'm going to go to you, and why don't you, I know that you've written a book, why don't you say the title of it?
1: My book title is, oh, and thank you so much for having me yes. here today. I really, really appreciate oh, it.
0: Thank you for being here.
1: I'm super excited.
0: So my
1: book title is Single Mom in the City, Create Time, Money, and a Rich Life is the subtitle.
0: Okay. And is it out yet or is it coming?
1: It is. It is coming. Uh Publishing date is October 23rd of this year.
0: Okay. So we'll let people know um, a link to your website. and All right. That'll be good. How did you, well, you are a single mom. Correct. And- you told me just a little bit. Can you tell me tell me who you're taking care of?
1: I'm taking care of my daughter and my brother.
0: And how long has he been living with you?
1: For about 12 years, about 12 years
0: now. Oh, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. And you find this, you know, it's, it's so hard to, well, it's not hard. I guess love lets you do a lot of things in life. Right, it yes. does. And so he's home with you. And when you're not there, is he okay on his own, or do you have somebody spell you to be with him?
1: To, to, to um, care for him. Oh,
0: good. Okay. So it's not all on you, like you can feel free to come and go for work. and
1: yes. Correct. We'll have to hire someone. Yes. So no, that's I realize. Correct. Yes. 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 Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. So
0: that's the soul of a real angel. I am just so touched by this. Um, mm-hmm. See, this is when I wish it were a television yeah. moment so people could see this beautiful <laughs> smiling face. And your daughter's now 14? Correct. So how long were you a single mother, may I ask? Since
1: my daughter was three years old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a long time now.
0: Right. And you want to talk about being a single mother. I'll join you because I was one too. Well, it's... What's the first thing you did when you found yourself single? Not knowing how you did. I mean, that can, you know, affect things also. But Mm -hmm. you knew you were going to be single?
1: I, I did okay. I, I made a um a conscious choice actually okay. Okay. so um so the so it was in my hands. Um, yes. I believe that that it's in I believe that life is too short and that if you're not if you don't feel like you're living in your life's purpose and you're not fulfilled, you know it's time to do something else. Okay. and so that's kind of you know what what brought me. yeah,
0: what's your daughter's name? Oh, her name's Naya Naya. Mm-hmm. no she was 3 and so at some point we have to explain to our children that it's just going to be you and me daddy's going to be living elsewhere did she how did you how do you do that if you remember
1: right well there wasn't really a need to do that because um we got separate living quarters when she was 6 months
0: okay although we weren't broken up yes. we
1: moved apart
0: okay so she so, was used to the correct. surrounding being correct the two just of you. her and I correct. okay so what was the first wonderful thing about being a single mother that you noticed um
1: i i can't say that um, it dawned in terms of single something that wonderful that happened being a single mother or a feeling per that was se, wonderful but i just think it was more so being a mother and seeing this this um, this loving mm-hmm. smiling face this child grow so much in a short period of time, and and knowing that I had um, something to do with it, you know the way that she grow grew yes. or is growing, and her health and well being, and having well, having
0: and that did, kind of and impact. you you worked the whole time that she was. Um, I actually
1: was attending school uh-huh. um, for part of the time, but yes, I did work. Okay. So what was
0: what was the first hurdle to being a single mother?
1: I would say time. Uh I would say just time in general, the one thing I knew that I would, even when Uh I, before I became a mom, I know the one thing that I was going to be giving up was my freedom. That's Uh kind of obvious. And as becoming a single mother, you know, it's probably, you know, that was, you know, enlarge, you know, the freedom part because it's just, it was just myself.
0: You know, I wonder sometimes how, uh, how, how mothers of, many children who are single Mm -hmm. do this. And sometimes they do it beautifully, Mm -hmm. and sometimes they can't. Mm -hmm. You know, finding work is hard, finding childcare is hard. And expensive. Yes, that's part of the hard part. Yeah, You know, if you have a job, and whatever you earn, and you find you're having to turn it all over to childcare, it's a big what's the point. Mm -hmm. Yes. So tell us what your book focuses on.
1: So, it focuses on the foundation of motherhood, uh, again, the the subtitle, um, and it's create time, money, and a rich life. Um, So, although there are many facets of motherhood, I felt that this was the most important thing to start with because my goal is to have a series of books around motherhood, single motherhood, and focusing on each individual topics because... You know, motherhood is a big giant. Endless, yes. <laughs> it's endless.
0: Well, and also I read on your website you said something about treating yourself well. Oh, absolutely. Yes, and I remember when my older daughter was first born, somebody had given her as a gift one of those little Florence Eisman dresses. Oh. This was 52 years ago. The dress was $35. It was insane. I mean, that would be like paying $100. Right, no, that's
1: expensive. Yeah. And
0: I looked at this thing, and my mother said, oh, take it back to Saks, return it, and get yourself a pair of shoes. Hmm. A happy mother is a good mother. Absolutely. And what's she going to do in that dress? going can pee in it. Anyway. <laughs> so, I, so true. So I did that. It turns out that's that awesome. several months later, I saw that same dress on sale for almost nothing, so I got it for her. But yes, You have to kind of keep a balance. You do. Between what's realistic happiness for your little one. Right. And realistic happiness for yourself. Absolutely. Yes.
1: Yeah, because the big thing is, it's like, if you're... If you're not happy, how are how's your How are your children? And and they'll see that kids are so oh yeah smart and intuitive, and they they notice if if you're not happy, and so you, you they notice
0: be, if you're stifling anything. Yeah,
1: and they take it take advantage of it too if they yeah. can.
0: Or and it's saddening <laughs> to them. That's true. You know, it's yeah. I think it's I think. It's so easy to lose some of your strength Mm -hmm. when you're looking at the woman who's in charge of your daily existence Mm -hmm. and survival. Right. And she doesn't look pleased. Right. She doesn't feel pleased about it. Right. I bet that's scary.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, I always, I mean, I've tried to always maintain like a, a positive outlook. I think just from just... Did you grow well, up that way? I did. I've always grown up as, as, from as far as I can remember, the glass was always half full, right? And that analogy, like is it do you see it half full or half empty? And it's how, how you often look at life. People can see, you know, see something that happens as a negative or you can see it as an opportunity.
0: Oh, absolutely. And know? I like the way you said see it as an opportunity instead of a positive. Mm-hmm. Because now that I'm hearing you say that, an opportunity is kind of any positive you turn it into. Exactly. Thank exactly. you for having me realize that. Okay. <laughs> so, what were your parents like? Um, they were
1: they were pretty awesome. I ha- I'll have to say that I really got a really um, stable foundation by by having my parents. Um, I was fortunate in that my mom stayed at home and cared for us, so we got you know we were able to have our our. You know, my mom, our mom take care of us where I know a lot of people don't have that. And I think that the upbringing that my parents gave me, that stable foundation has enabled me to write a book like this, because I think if I didn't have that foundation, if my foundation was different, I might not be writing a book like this.
0: Sure. So, um, and you have one brother, the brother who's living with you?
1: No, I have two brothers.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the so other, it's,
1: it's five of us. I oh my goodness. Five. Oh,
0: oh, so three, two parents and three children,
1: five children. Oh, seven. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. And, um, I just, you know, there's so many questions on this about, um, yeah, what you get from parents
1: mm-hmm. and what it
0: does for you.
1: Absolutely. And
0: it's, uh, you know, I hear, I hear, I have heard, I've always heard, I think we've all always all heard. I think it's not said anymore. But for decades, you know, you hear about if something goes wrong Mm -hmm. with a child, and I don't mean, you know, axe murdering. I mean something, you know, uh, somebody steals a car, they get into trouble, or they do something naughty, but not horrible. Right, right. And stealing a car means joyriding, you get rid of it later, okay. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And then you hear people say, well, you know, he's from a broken home.
1: And Brian, blame it on that.
0: You kind of find me a phrase that I detest more than that. Let me Mm -hmm. know. Because homes aren't broken. I agree. I mean, it's so, it just is such a dumb response because the truth of the matter is many homes where there are both parents Mm -hmm. are so abusive. Mm -hmm. I mean... You know, everybody knows how many abusive fathers there are in homes. That's true. And once that father's out, it's not a broken home. It's a mending home.
1: Exactly. It's just different. It's a
0: severely fixed home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do you hear that term anymore, broken home? Not really. I, I can't, think it's I gone. Can't, yeah,
1: I, I can't say I've heard it in a long time. We just say single mothers or single father. Right.
0: Good. Nothing um, broken. Maybe, maybe
1: it's behind my back. I don't know.
0: Who knows? No, no. You'd hear it out in social okay love. i mean yeah yeah
1: no i haven't heard that
0: term oh, i'm used. so glad okay yeah me too so but right. i have but i
1: have heard it before though yeah. to your point but it's been a long time it's a little moronic i agree
0: and i don't understand oh yes i do it was society's way of discouraging divorce under any circumstance mm-hmm. i suppose From that's
1: 40 50 plus years but now it's kind of like oh I don't like you anymore.
0: Okay, you know, no, so that's, that's kind of the other extreme that's a little, I think, um, yeah. difficult. Because if you walk out too soon, mm-hmm. I know a couple of women who have walked out too soon because they mm-hmm. just weren't, you know, living how they wanted to live and they thought they could do better and they didn't do better. Mm-hmm. And I can think of one person in particular, while, and he was just devastated. He was oh, devastated. Mm-hmm. Yes. Meanwhile, while she was trying to find a better life, I mean, she had gotten married at 18 and thought she was oh, missing things. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. And That's really young. Meanwhile, he remarried and was very happy, and she wanted him back and couldn't have him. You know? That sucks. So um, <laughs> you do have to be careful.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. That you're
0: walking out for really the right reasons. For real
1: reasons. Yes. Yeah, other than I yeah. think I, the grass is greener on that side. Right. Yeah.
0: So does, does um, Naya's father take part in her... Wife? Yeah, he does. Oh, mm-hmm. Does he live close by? He does not. Oh, um, he okay. lives
1: about an hour away.
0: Okay, well. Hour and a half. Yeah. So what What would you say, I mean, you say however you want, or whatever mm-hmm. you want, kind of as a, a, a wrap-up, uh, what are the things you teach, Naya? the conscious I, things that you teach right. her about, you know, I, morality and how to be with people. Mm-hmm. and.
1: I, well, I definitely, first off, I try to teach her, her by actions, you know, as parents, it'll, I remember hearing this from my parents. Do as I say, uh-huh. not as I do, yeah, wrong, but, wrong. Right? but in reality, that's <laughs> what not about, what in your kids, dreams. Yeah, Exactly. That's not <laughs> how it actually works. So no. I try to live, you know, by the actions that, that I, or by the, what I'm trying to teach her. But what I teach her is just, you know, try to... Try to look at things from other people's perspective before forming an opinion. Oh, and she's um, old enough
0: to know that. She is. About and that, even you
1: know? kind of from young, like when she like will say, oh, why does this person look like this? Or you know how kids are. Why? Or why? that, Or why do they eat this? Or why do mm-hmm. they? And it's like, well, you know, we're all different. Everybody has their different tastes right. and opinion and what and what and what they like culturally. So you can't look look at it in an ethnocentric way, which is basically based on your own mm-hmm. beliefs beliefs and ideals, you have to look at it. Well, that's just, that's what culturally, that's what they do. And it's not better. It's not worse. It's just different. Yes. Um, so, I mean, I just, you know, I try to teach her to, you know, that, go that, after her dreams, whatever she wants to what do. What does she
0: indicate they are? Oh, or maybe she doesn't long yet. Long-term
1: but... dreams. Um, she wants, she wants to be a doctor. Oh, she do wants you, to be a I surgeon. I knew you were going to say that. For some <laughs> reason, I
0: felt doctor coming up.
1: Right, and I and I never, like, led her. And I tell her even now, like, whatever you want to do, I'll support you. Ultimately, you want to choose a career or a path that's going to make you happy. And if you choose something that's going to make you happy, you'll make money out of, out of, out of mm-hmm. it because you'll be happy doing it and it won't feel yes. like work.
0: You know, something occurs to me when you were talking about um, people are different. I'm guessing... That she is growing up with a possibly larger compassionate streak mm-hmm. than many children have the opportunity to, because living with your brother.
1: True. Yes? Yeah, I think so. I, I think that, and I mean, we I, we try to vol we try to volunteer. I try to expose her to other people, other situations, and even when we're like. I, when she was much younger, I can just remember her, we're on, we're walking on the street, and if she, like, saw someone who was homeless or were, she'd be like, Mom, give me, you know, get some money out. You have to, like, give them some money. Mm-hmm. You know, she had that awareness, mm-hmm. even at a young age, to want to, like, help people that she saw Wonderful. were in needs. And she's even that way now. She's just very helpful um, helpful to, I mean, she's, she's great. She was voted, um, by her, by her, by her peers, by her classmates mm-hmm. over overwhelmingly to give the graduation speech.
0: Oh my goodness. So Wonderful. this is
1: like, you know, just a testament to like the, you know, she's just
0: really, so that's leadership Yeah, on the road. Yeah. She, oh, yeah. This is so nice to hear. So for you, and I must say for me as well, single motherhood was an adventure, <laughs> Absolutely. You know, that, and it yeah. was, it was by and large, wonderful. Yeah. With a few, how can you help it not have a few bumps?
1: Absolutely. But
0: so meaningless in the big picture. Yeah. Very true. Yes.
1: I mean, I look at it
0: as. We're not but, good people to talk to about the difficulties of it. Because our children are good and. Well, you know,
1: I mean, I I think it's, if you, if you start, which is why I'm writing the book. I feel like if you start. When they're young, guiding them, you know, of course, there's no guarantee, but if you guide them in the path that you want them to be, it's likely that they'll turn out to be, you know,
0: likely. I'm glad you said that. By the way, I want to say there is such a thing as genetic good luck. Genet- so? i know Th- so. yeah that's true that's my true. goodness sometimes you look that's at true. really lovely parents lovely people who that's have children true. who are just monstrous that's true you <laughs> and, know?
1: and vice versa right where that's, the parents are like
0: absolutely like, absolutely what, how did this kid you know right. this awesome kid. so there's there's genetic there's genetic good luck that's true sometimes yeah. people even if they can't maintain a marriage there's some kind of there's somehow a wonderful genetic <laughs> combination That's true. You're so right
1: about that. I didn't think of it that way.
0: So I think you can, I think you can polish up the genetic reality, Mm -hmm. probably about 10%. (laughs) And I think you can louse it up about 10%. I don't think children go so far from what nature has given them. I agree. That's just my personal.
1: I I agree. But I also think, I I think a large part of it is the parents too. I mean, have you ever seen like a kid that was severely
0: abused? Yes. Or,
1: or, or or, not even, or let's just say let's, that that's a jerk, you know, a kid. And mm-hmm. then you meet their parents and you're like, oh, that makes sense. Well,
0: also sometimes <laughs> you meet a kid who's a real jerk. I mean, I'm sure we've known them in our own childhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they turn out to be the loveliest that's adults true. or that's even true. teenagers. That's true. It's hard to know what what they're suffering at different that's stages true. of childhood, you know. But, um, yes, yeah, so, so if children are really... Badly abused. I'm not counting yeah. that in the last thing. That yeah, no, that absolutely
1: not. It's yeah.
0: horrendous. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about within a normal range of behavior.
1: Yeah, okay. exactly. I okay. mean, cause I, and at the same time, like, you know, there's this ideal of like the perfect household, but there's really not. Like, what would that know, be? Exactly. I don't, I don't think yeah. there, I think, um, and on a large scale, um, most people have some kind of, quote unquote, dysfunction, or there's, there's no perfect, like, sometimes people, you know, people, adults will even be like, well, if I came from this household, or, you know, I could have been like this, if I grew up in this way, my life would have been different. But it's like, ultimately, no life is perfect, perfect. No one's life is really perfect. If you take, like, the the child that had everything, you know, what? that they wanted, oh, they- but, their, but their parents were always traveling for work, like, is, you know, it's kind of like you, and I'm sure for them that was not that was not the ideal. Um,
0: oh right, life. so you're oh, saying you know yes. what I mean? okay. like, So you're just, saying having everything materially, right? Oh, definitely not right. be right. So it, I, it always has something else exactly, much more important. And i think getting back to that. Seeing parents who are joyful
1: mm-hmm.
0: is like the best lesson you can have in life. If you're lucky, absolutely, I really do. Absolutely. Oh, I mean, you. I
1: think yeah, taking time is important to take time right. for yourself. Take quality time for your kids. So many people mistake spending time with their kids as quality, but if, if you're both on your devices,
0: oh, oh, that's a whole new I world. I know, oh. I know exactly. That's the world that we live in. Oh, right now, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't turn my cell phone on hardly ever. I have uh-huh. it on when I, like you're coming here, uh-huh. and I keep it on until you're right. safe you in my that. view, yeah. and then it goes off. And people have been angry at me for not leaving it on all the time. So they can call me in the middle of a lunch with my friend and tell me they've got a stomach flu and they've vomited all over the car. (laughs) Do I need to know this? I know,
1: absolutely not.
0: (laughs) Don't even start me. Okay, I've been started. Yes, so does does your daughter spend a lot of time on...
1: Um, no, because I think what's important is to is to have guidelines a lot a lot of times people use them as the babysitter and, and they are good babysitters, you know so, what I mean?
0: so is television well right yeah, the,
1: those kids will like like if you're out somewhere like I've seen um moms with their their kids in the in the in the hair salon, and once they get that phone they are they are sitting there they are you know engrossed and for but the whole time? what
0: are they doing because I see my granddaughter, <coughs> excuse me. On her ipad sometimes mm-hmm. and she is reading and doing math puzzles and i mean there's a whole world oh, well, of learning on great. that
1: that's i think a lot of well what i see a lot of times the kids are on youtube when i see um like young kids with phones and basically time limitations uh, you know yeah, and she didn't get her phone until older she was in the seventh or eighth seventh grade oh, she was in the seventh grade where a lot of kids got it when they're grade. old enough
0: to wear lipstick they can oh, have a
1: phone. right well, <laughs> Kids are getting it much earlier than that. So. I know they are.
0: I know they are. A very close friend of mine, her grandson, had moved to San Francisco. So I invited him over for dinner, darling mm-hmm. fellow. And she said he's going to be on his cell phone the whole time at the dinner table. I said, no. I, that, said,
1: I don't allow that. Not in my house, he's yeah. not. Yeah. She said, oh,
0: yeah, well, you try to take it away from him. I said, well, we'll see. So he comes over and. Mm-hmm. He's got his cell phone in his hand and as we go towards the dining room. I said, "You know, dining room is a cell-free uh-huh. zone." Yep. And he said, "Oh, okay." And he put it away. And he had the best time visiting with people.
1: Awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, I think it's just
1: what they're used to. So you to know it. what? But
0: but also, you if you you make certain things punishments,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's a bad association. Mm-hmm. So instead of you're going to be punished by having the cell phone taken away. <laughs> If you're going to have the joy of you get to use your cell phone during these hours, exactly. Don't you think? Yeah, no,
1: I agree, and I have that same that same policy. There, are no cell phones at the table. If my phone is ringing, it it can ring until <laughs> until I'm until I'm done. The only time I will like I'll bring it with me if I'm at lunch with a friend. I'll have it. I mean, I bring. It, I'll have it out mm-hmm. just just in case my daughter calls. Outside okay, but, of that,
0: but I have a question about that mm-hmm, because yeah. that's that's exactly what I don't. I mean, okay. There's a chance if she calls, it's not an emergency, Mm -hmm. right? Well, if she's at school,
1: like you know, at school and whatnot, like I don't know, you know,
0: that's true. So, but she knows to limit it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's not going to just call for whatever. So, but if anybody texts me, like I don't look, you know, I don't any anything like that. While I have friends that they are on theirs, but I. You know, for me, that's just that's just my time. And like I said, at home, I've instilled that. Like, if my phone is ringing, I, I want my daughter to know that this is her time at the exactly. table. No one else is important. And that's and that's the issue. Her. If yeah. you have
0: your cell phone on, <clears throat> even silent, mm-hmm. and you're constantly glancing down mm-hmm. at it mm-hmm. <laughs> to see if it's lighting up, you're not emotionally present. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Because I'm about love letters, and you had quite a. Luscious, successful, wonderful life with a lot of people in it. Yeah. Who've taught you things. Absolutely. I shouldn't be doing that. I shouldn't be influencing. You could write to the mailman. <laughs> I, I had one guest who wanted to write a love letter to the bus driver who picked her up one morning. Oh. She wow. said it was the worst morning of my life, and I got on the bus and she just didn't even know how to continue the day. Mm-hmm. And the bus driver smiled at her. Oh. And made her feel just, more. Mm-hmm. Oh, she, so she wrote him mm-hmm. one. So I don't want to influence who gets your love letter today. That's
1: amazing. It's, it's funny that you say that though, in my book regarding perspective and having a positive attitude. Like if you smile at someone that, you know, that has a sour look on their face more and say, hello, more than likely, that person is going to perk up oh, and yes. smile back. Oh yes, oh so yes, and you don't
0: know why he's not smiling. Right, exactly. She's not you don't know
1: what they, right. what happened to them, what they went through. Yeah. They could have lost someone close to them. And yes, you know, I think sick. that all they the time. and also
0: sometimes older people mm-hmm. who are, you know, walking the streets in San Francisco going about are, are just nervous. That's true. You know, they're yeah. older and they're frail, and That's they're. True. I mean, of course, they were just like,
1: zipping by, and right. the grounds are. Terrible. They could like
0: oh yeah trip or yeah. Okay, so who will get your love letter today? So
1: I, it oh. would have to be it would have to be my parents, but I can't write a love letter to them. Now, right?
0: Oh yeah. What do you mean? They, they they've both passed. Oh, perfect time to write a love letter. There is no such thing as you can't. And I'll tell you what I tell people to mm-hmm. do: you write the love letter. Uh huh. Maybe you write, dear Naya,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm writing this. Really, to my parents, mm. but I'm sending it to you. I like that idea. And I'll tell you something: her children will have it.
1: Mm-hmm. And if you
0: you have to use good paper and indelible mm-hmm. ink, I once made this mistake of not using good enough ink, and oh. it blew away in the rain, destroyed a whole. Oh. It will last for generations.
1: I love that and idea. And
0: picture your great grandchildren seeing this and know what a legacy of love and intelligence they have come from. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a gift. I love that idea. I would have
1: never thought about doing oh, that. Awesome. I think she, she so would glad be we have this little chat, yeah. chat.
0: You know, and by the way, writing a love letter is not a one-shot deal. I think whenever I mean, I do this because I don't know why, but if I have a really positive thought about somebody, mm-hmm. I've got postcards and envelopes with stationery already stamped on my bedside table. Oh, that's so smart. You know why? Because oh, you got to go find the thing, where the stamps, and it. Right. By that time, you know, you're onto something else, and right. I just pick one up. And I drop the shortest notes to people. And all I want to do is say I'm thinking about them. Mm -hmm. And I hope whatever it is. And I don't need to make their phone ring and drag them out of the shower or off the potty. I I just don't, you know, (laughs) (coughs) or interrupt something. Mm -hmm. And a letter they can just open up when they want to. They don't have to respond. That's true. Okay, so you'll write that to your parents and send it. And you want to address it. And, and, I it, sh- and I should mail, mail it? it. Okay.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Thank you for do doing this with me. I'm just well, so, so glad we Thank you having
1: me. You're so sweet. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>